What's up, folks? Before we get into this episode, here is your SideFest Northwest 2023 update. We are thrilled to announce our SideFest Northwest 2023 exclusive in collaboration with Blue Forge. Generation Zero Wheelless Jack is an original Blue Forge designed figure produced exclusively for the SideFest Northwest convention. He is based on episode one of the original G1 cartoon. He's fully transformable and with a strong G1 minibot influence. Stay tuned for details on how you'll have the opportunity to purchase this figure and make sure to pre-register for SideFest Northwest 2023. I also want to remind you that panel submissions close on May 31st, so don't miss out. Head over to SideFestNW.com to find the link to the panel submission form. SideFest Northwest 2023 will be held on Saturday, July 8th at the Kent Commons Community Center in Kent, Washington. Registration will be open for dealers and attendees now through June 24th, and the advantage of pre-registering is that it grants attendees early entry to the show, and you get in an hour early. We are so thankful to the Pacific Northwest Transformers fan community for making SideFest Northwest what it is, and we know that this year will be the best one ever as we commemorate our landmark 10th anniversary. Stay tuned for further updates and details about this year's activities. And now, on with today's Today's podcast. Oh, it says you are live, exclamation point. All right, so I guess uh, I, I am indeed live. Um, hey, welcome back to Mike Cybert Radio. I am your host and um, impromptu live stream. How about that? It is, uh, it's free comic book day. It is uh, Saturday, May the 6th, um, though it probably won't be by the time you listen to this, but I... Uh, I, I found myself in a, in, a, in a weird mood, in a weird place, in a weird set of circumstances. Um, basically, I uh, went out on uh, my every six week sojourn to uh, my old uh, stomping grounds of uh, Federal Way to get my hair cut at the Sport Clips. Uh, and um, usually, what I do when I go on uh, my haircut uh adventures is i i kind of do a little bit of me time you know it's like i i i drive down the the highway instead of the freeway take a little longer getting there just to kind of get with my thoughts and just kind of have um a little bit of clarity and a little bit of me time uh which is a long way of saying that you know the, the saturday mornings are are just uh just kind of fun adventures for me to kind of you know get out of the house stretch my legs and just kind of put my 
my mind somewhere else while I'm on the large objective mission of getting my haircut. But today is a little different because it also happens to be free comic book day. And uh, comics has been kind of like a part of... I don't know my my vibe or culture or personality or whatever for for quite a while. In fact, if you look behind me, you could still see that I've got um, several long boxes worth of comics that I have not looked at in years uh, since uh, since we moved here uh, to SeaTac. But um, I wasn't necessarily intending to hit up free comic book day. Um, I'm telling the story all out of order. So I'm, I'm basically here hanging out with you. You know, we'll do some casual chat and some casual hang and I'll, I'll just, I'll just tell you some stories and talk about stuff that that's going on with me. And I'll just, uh, you know, maybe show you a few things as, as well. But, um, I wasn't intending to, go free comic book day shopping hunting whatever uh free comic book day is kind of like a manufactured holiday by uh diamond distributors distribution whatever the the company that makes comic books is basically kind of like i think the first time they did it was either x-men 2 or spider-man 2 i don't remember which but it was in the uh early 2000s at a time before superhero movies were uh, dominating the pop culture, dominating the box office and to a point where you couldn't get away from them. It was, it was a little different and really in conjunction with celebrating, Oh, Hey, there's this comic book movie out in the theaters. Let's see if we can find a way to draw folks to actual comic book shops and buy the things that these movies are based out of. Seems very quaint uh nowadays now that um that comic book movies are so ubiquitous and that you can't get away from them and it feels like there's a larger insurmountable chasm between the movies and the comics and it's uh kind of sad in a lot of ways um it's i i guess i i've just got some weird stuff swirling around in my head also because uh the the writer strike is still happening so you know we'll, we'll see how that uh, affects these upcoming projects um i don't know just uh, just a lot of mixed up uh, uh feelings going on um but anyway i i used to like i i remember the very first uh free comic book day um but I can't tell you what year it was or or which movie it was in conjunction with. But the comic shop that I used to go to, uh, the Comic Stop, uh, which was uh, uh, started by um, a cat named uh, Jem Demonakus. And and if uh, if you know that name, that is basically the dude that started Emerald City Comic Con. You know, he with uh, uh, Brian Meredith and and um, a handful of other uh, cool cats. They they opened this this comic shop in Linwood. And in my uh, 20s was basically my comic shop um, really hit it off with those guys in a big, bad way. And, and I still remember the day that Jim and Brian told me that, um, Hey man, uh, guess what? We're going to start a comic book convention here in Seattle. And it's a, uh, it's not going to be, it's not going to be one of these little dirt shows at the, um, at, at the Seattle Center Exhibition Hall, um, it, it's you know we're we're doing it for real, 
And so I don't want to say like I was on the ground floor of that or that I was in the room or anything like that. I mean, I was just a customer. Um, and yeah, they liked me. But it, anyway, it's it's just interesting going down this this kind of memory lane type of thing. It's it's just knocking a couple things loose as I as I'm hanging out with you here on a on a Saturday afternoon live stream. Uh, but anyway, the very first free comic book day. I remember the comic stop really threw some muscle um, at it. You know, like they had sales, they brought in a bunch of extra stuff. They, they brought in the promotion street team from uh one Oh seven, seven, the end uh, the local alternative rock station here in Seattle. And, um, and it was really cool. I remember it was packed um, and it was uh, during a time. I, I don't have any of the boxes in um, arm's reach, but I've talked about like how the early 2000s were um, a very interesting time to be a Transformers fan because it was kind of like a little bit of a lull where Beast Wars was over. But um, I think this was maybe around the time car robots started um, that may not have may or may not have been robots in disguise at that point. Point being in comic shops, this was the time of the Dreamwave books. And because the comic stop also like would get like allocations of like import toys and stuff like that. Um, that was my obsession with, uh, with these little dudes, the, uh, Takara SCF, uh, collections, the first toys branded as transformers generation one. Um, you know, obviously it's a ubiquitous term now, but the, they, they were the first actual toy line to actually label their stuff, uh, generation one. And I remember, that the comic stop had uh, had had pushed so many of their chips in on this collection of these little PVC Transformers toys that they ended up allocating display case uh, space for their extras and their doubles. So like I hit it pretty hard. I was buying blind boxes all the time, getting tons of extras. And so like there would be like trading and buying and um, it was just a really cool a uh, bit of the culture. And I just remember like um, kind of the beginning of like, well, if, if the comic book distribution company is going to have something called free comic book day, it's probably a good idea to buy something from the shop also uh, just to, um, you know, you support local businesses and to, you know, uh, support folks uh, with your patronage. So I, I just remember I, I went I went with my buddy Andrew from work and we uh, um, I don't remember uh, what he bought, but I, I just I just bought like um, like a handful of these these uh, Transformers blind boxes. I think I bought more of those than than I did comic books. But but that was um, that was way back in the day. And, you know, Free Comic Book Day was something that I, I kind of participated in on and off, um, sometimes with it being a Saturday um, because it's always the, the, the first Saturday in May. Um, you know, sometimes it would matter to me. Other times it wouldn't, um, though I do also vividly remember uh, one particular free comic book day that um, that I won't forget is like, so uh, for my old job, my old inventory job, I used to go to Alaska uh, quite often. And one time during May, I don't remember what we were doing. I, th I think we were doing uh, Joanne Fabrics or, or something like that. And uh, the f actually, I, I remember that trip quite vividly because um, 
I was uh, I was in Anchorage that weekend, and it's the time of year where um, it instead of being dark all the time, it's light all the time. Now, now Anchorage is different than say like Fairbanks or Barrow or something. So it's not like 30 days a night or, or something like that. But what, what happens is that much like in the, in the summertime, it, it stays light out pretty late. Um, uncomfortably so, um, at, at times, but, um, I, I remember, we were there for that first week of May, which the Friday before was Cinco de Mayo, or I don't remember if it, if it was Friday or not, but either, either way, the fifth was um, during that time I was there in Alaska and there was a Mexican restaurant that, um, that I had been to a previous year and I, I go there and they've got, no, I had not been there before. I'm telling that story wrong. Um, they had like a whole fenced off area, little beer garden. Um, they had like a live band there. Um, and, and it was very festive. Didn't even occur to me that it was Cinco de Mayo. So yes, they do celebrate Cinco de Mayo, or at least they did 20 years ago, um, in, uh, in, in Anchorage, Alaska. And, um, me being a dummy, not, not putting two and two together. I remember I went back, um, a couple years later same work trip and i i was hyping it up to my friends oh man oh man they got they got like this fenced off area and and you know they, they got like coronas by the buckets and all that other stuff so i take like a gang of us over there and it's just like a regular thursday or or friday or whatever it was and it and the light bulb didn't go off until we were there and and uh was was disappointed that it's like oh it was cinco de mayo wasn't it you know, the signs and all the decorations didn't um, clue me in. Besides that, though, that Saturday was free comic book day. And I I remember finding like two different comic shops in Anchorage and um, getting the, the requisite free comics. And I also remember um, finding some some pretty sought after uh, comic books. I. Um, in fact, I, I bought as much as I could afford, which is to say not as much as I perhaps would have liked, but they had more or less the whole run of the original Marvel Comics Transformer series. And I knew, uh, and, and very reasonably priced as well, um, ridiculously so to where at one point my my eyes were bigger than my wallet. Um, and I certainly couldn't afford to like buy like the whole run or whatever. Um, though I wanted to, and, uh, uh, that, that would have been a, a fresh hell trying to figure out how to, how to get that home. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but paper is very heavy. Anyway, I, um, I end up buying instead of like the first part of the, of the run, I go to the end and I see they have issue 80. And I see they have issue 79. And basically I started backwards and bought that end of it as opposed to the front end which is what i kind of wanted um th there's still some key issues that i kind of wish i had i don't have a copy of uh transformers issue five the uh, the the shockwave cover um i i don't have one of my own um uh, but anyway so so that was my move i i i bought all of the uh because i i was a savvy enough of a comic collector at that point to know that the 
uh, later issues were more rare than the early issues. I could get those later, that kind of thing. But I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to see another Transformers number 80 at the um, in the wild for like five bucks or whatever it was. It's it, it was it was stupid reasonable. And again, this was 20 years ago. So so. Um, uh, but anyway, so I, I've I've always had and I've had tons of other free comic book day um, adventures. I think there was a time that I was in Fairbanks, ironically enough, and and me and a, and a, another guy from work. We ironically enough found a couple comic book shops in Fairbanks on the first Saturday of May and and ran around and did that. Um, I am what I would consider to be kind of a lapsed or even retired comic book reader. I, um, for a time I hit comics very, very hard. I mean, I, you know, obviously I, I, I picked up, uh, issues off the spinner rack, uh, from seven 11 with, uh, w- with my Slurpee when I was a kid. That's not really what I'm talking about. In fact, there, there was a comic book shop near the seven 11 near where, where we used to live. So, um, I, I, I'm mixing up my stories because like, I, I do also recall my first experience going to an actual comic book shop. This was like in 1987 or 1988. I don't remember. Um, All I know is that on the rack for brand new issues, they had uh suicide squad, number one and wild dog, number one. And I, and I bought both of those um, along with like, like transformers, the headmasters or something like that. But, but again, maybe I'm getting my, my years mixed up. I do remember wild dog and suicide squad getting those both at the same time. Um, but anyway, I, I didn't seriously start reading comics until I was in high school. So this was like the mid nineties and, um, I, I stuck with it, you know, more or less up until, oh gosh, when did, when did civil war two, uh, come out for Marvel? Basically the, there, there, there came a certain point where I just hit crossover fatigue and it was like right around the time of like Marvel Civil War two. And then I think maybe around the, the same time, like the, the DC, like Death Knights, Dark Knights metal or, or some nonsense like that. Um, no, that that was later because like basically like with DC, I gave New 52 a day in court and tapped out pretty quickly. I, I gave some of the rebirth books a day in court and then tapped out pretty quickly. And then very shortly after that, just kind of stopped getting comics altogether. I've been off regular comics for, I, I, I don't even know how many years. Well, I've been living here in this current house for three years and it was before that. So I don't know round numbers. Let's call it five years. Um, so I, I, it's to a point now where the Marvel movies are going up to and past when I stopped reading. Like I remember one of my uh, flexes was like when Captain America, the first Avenger came out and you've got uh, Sebastian Stan as Bucky. And I remember talking to my friends about, um, about that movie. And well, would you, would you think about like the, this, this, this grown ass man being Bucky. I was like, well, you know, probably not a, a, a pretty good Bucky, but he is going to make one hell of a winter soldier. 
And it's like, what's a winter soldier? You know, that kind of thing. So, um, so, so there, there was a time with the Marvel MCU that I was kind of ahead of the curve. And now since I'm, I'm kind of off mainstream comics, it's, it's, it's kind of drifted. So to the point where like, even in like Black Panther Wakanda forever, there's, there's all kinds of stuff that that's way past me that I'm just like, I, I, I don't know what any of this is. Um, not that that's a bad thing because I, I, I enjoy those movies on, um, their own merit and, uh, coming up soon, I am going to talk about, uh, my recent viewing of, uh, guardians of the galaxy volume three. That's originally what this was going to be, but then I decided to just kind of, I, I, I'm all over the road. Um, so as, as you're listening or watching and you're just like, what is this guy's deal? Yeah. Just, just kind of bear with me. I just, I just kind of, I just kind of want to hang out, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, so anyway, so I, um, I make my way to federal way, no intention of doing free comic book day stuff. Uh, but the other thing I do while I'm in federal way, getting my haircut is, uh, there are two Walmarts and a target. So, whether I'm actively on the hunt for something or not, I always pop in just to see what they got. And, and every once in a while I, I find something, but more often than not, I don't. But the thing that I do love going to on uh, Saturdays in particular is uh, I'm off mic. Don't mind me. Um, I, I, I get myself some of that sweet, sweet corn. I, uh, there, there is a kettle kettle corn dude, uh, that, that has like a literal, like witch's brew cast iron kettle that he's like doing kettle corn out in front of the Walmart. We call it the small Walmart, uh, the one on three fourteenth uh, down there in uh, federal way, Washington. But, uh, I, I don't know what day's all he's there, but I do know he's there on Saturday. I also know he's not there on Sunday because sometimes I get my hair cut on Sunday. Um, I know he's not there on Sunday because it's uh, it's in his hands. You know, it's it's very he's deeply religious. So I I I would I would uh, um, I I'm not surprised to see that it's not there on. Uh, Sunday, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, dude makes a makes a really mean kettle corn, and um, that that's that that's a treat. I like to get myself while I'm uh, toy hunting, uh, before or after uh, my haircut. Um, so anyway, so so I go into Walmart, get the sweet sweet corn. No toys, or or at least nothing I'm looking for. Um, uh, tons of Rise of the Beast stuff that I just I, I have no interest in. Um, I I the deal I've made with myself is because I I really enjoy the Walmart retro uh, Transformers the movie Pink Hot Rod and the Starscream. I didn't think I wanted that Thundercracker, but now that I see folks posting pictures of it in hand, I kind of want it. Um, I I'm surprised that I'm not a Thundercracker guy actually um i think what it's been is um the the color scheme was never quite right for me or maybe i just oh son of a bitch i'm just dropping my figures don't mind me leaving all this in by the way i'm not I, i'm going to do literally no editing on this uh um on this show so basically like from what the video is that's what the podcast is going to be and that's just going to be it uh but anyway so yeah so i have a um little scf uh thundercracker here and 
I've all so blue is my favorite color, right? So you would think because of that and how fixated I was on um, a blue deep cover, you know, the blue sideswipe, you would think I would be in the bag for Thundercracker. That'd be a Thundercracker guy. I'm, I'm just not. I, I don't. I, I even now I still don't know why. Um, but anyway, I, I really want that figure and I really want that hound um, uh, because uh, that that cartoon green looks like it presents very nicely and it's got the Transformers, the movie call out on it. So um, I kind of need to have it just based on that. What what an interesting little toy line that has ended up being, you know, where otherwise unremarkable toy reissues are kind of given new life with a a stripped down coat of paint, no stickers, uh, less deco, um, call it, you know, quote unquote, anime um, colors or whatever. But you throw a, a very vibrant uh, Transformers, the movie packaging with some terrific box art on there. And it's just like that. That's that's just catnip for me. That that's that um, that that is one million percent what I am here for. So um but anyway, so so I'm casually on the lookout for those. I am not going to order them because I am really trying to find a way to um, order less um, because I'm realizing, one, as prices are increasing, that that's making me re-evaluate my, my purchases, uh, but also um, just losing my shirt and shipping. You know, it's like if everything is like $6.99 shipping, and you add that up by like all the different toys I want to get. It's just, it gets to be too much. Um, so anyway, so I'm, I'm casually on the lookout for those, uh, struck out at both of my Walmarts. And, um, so I popped into target and, um, I didn't really have any luck there. Um, at target, I'm always on the lookout for, for GI Joe's, uh, you know, cause I, I'm kind of, mostly all in on classified series though i'm not i'm not line complete i'm not a completionist uh, because i can't because of like the the spendy exclusives that one i don't have any interest in but also don't have any interest in in paying the the prices on and so i'm just kind of like character specific but of this uh, uh current wave one of the characters I've decided I really want is CoverGirl. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't know why. I'm not like the biggest CoverGirl fan, but for some reason, I like that figure and and I kind of want it, but I don't want to order it. So um, I, I go to Federal Way Target. They have one. I pick it up and find that the back of the cardboard windowless box is blown out on it. And I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, that's, that's not going to work for me. Um, whether, whether I keep stuff in the box or not is irrelevant. I, I'm not going to buy something for full retail with a torn, uh, box. So, so I, uh, I put her back on the shelf. Um, I go to get my haircut and, um, I, uh, actually on, on my way to getting my haircut, I, I start thinking about, my uh, uh comic shop i used to uh go to i'll get into name legislation in a bit but basically like there's a street where i pass it and i was like you know what it's free comic book day maybe i should pop in and but then i look at the time it's like 10 30 they don't open till 11 so so i'm ahead of schedule so i go get my haircut and i decide that you know what it's free comic book day why not i i got i got extra time on my clock why not I pull into the parking lot 
and I see that there there's like a tent in the in the front part of the of the building. There's a line wrapping around the door and there's people everywhere. There's nowhere to park. And I'm like, bye. Uh, nope. I noped right out of there um, because where I'm kind of at in my headspace, I really wasn't in the mood to be around a large concentration of people. Um, so it, it just, it just seemed like it was something I wasn't all that interested in. So I, I just kept driving. And as I'm driving down highway 99, there's a second comic book shop in uh federal way, um, action city comics. And I don't go there often. I, I pop in from time to time again, I don't read comics anymore. Um, so there really isn't a whole lot that, that I'm on the lookout for, but it's free comic book day. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Sure. I'll, uh, I'll pop in. So I pop in and, the, and there is a manageable amount of people like, like there's people going in and out of the store, which is great because commerce is, is, you know, good and folks getting their free comics. And I like seeing kids there and all that. So, so that's, so that's, that's cool. So, so I pop in and a, a nice gentleman greets me and says, well, hey, welcome in. Happy free comic book day. Have you heard about our sales? And I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm a sucker for a sale. What do you got? And basically they've, they've got like a, a um, rows and rows of dollar books, half off. All their trades are like half off. And they got like mystery boxes. No, I'm sorry. The trades were like buy one, get one half off. Jeez, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to inadvertently say something, uh, um, uh, legally binding. It's like, hey, that, that guy with the no shirt said, uh, um, said something on a, on a podcast. Give me, give, give me half off. No, it was, it was like buy one, get one half off. Um, so anyway, and, and like, I think, back issues were half off. I, th- I think maybe that's what it was as well. So I, I go in and I, I'm just, I'm just not finding anything. I, you know, nothing that I need to buy. So, but since it is free comic book day, I did get a sack of free comic books, but is this the right bag? Yes, this is the right bag. So I'm, I'm going to go through the free comic book day comics, which were already pre-bagged. I have not looked at these, but the thing that I did buy, and you've probably, you've probably seen me post this on, um, um, social media already, but, um, while I did not find any comics to buy, I did find a lunchbox. Uh, so this is the, uh, Transformers, the movie, um, Diecast, not diecast. Um, aluminum. I don't know what kind of metal this is, but anyway, it's it's a it's a um a, it's a Transformers the movie lunchbox in the style of like the old uh, metal thermos lunchbox um, that that a lot of folks my age had as kids. So I saw this like in a in a previews uh, solicitation or something. Um, wanted to get it, didn't order it, and found it in the wild. They had one at action city. In fact, there, there's still one there. there there's two, uh, there's two of them. Um, so anyway, so I bought this and I'm very pleased with it. It's, um, um, it, it's got, you know, so, so it's the traditional transformers, the movie movie poster. Um, it's, you know, it's very metal, but, um, the, the outlines of the main characters, you know, Ultra Magnus, Cup, Blur, uh, Springer, RC, uh, not Wheelie, um, but yeah, uh, Springer, RC, 
Magnus cup and blur as well as the logo are all um, stamp embossed. So that, so there, there's like a little bit of a pop out there. This, uh, this thing looks awesome, but the thing that, and this is only going to work on, on video as I, as I show you here, but the thing that, that really um, sealed the deal. And I knew this was, part of it but like it's uh it's got the it's got the the thermos in it as well but this this i want to share with you um i haven't i haven't unwrapped this before right now so in the thermos there's um you know it's got the cup on top that you know you unscrew and oh actually wait a sec this is lame so so yeah so basically like it's got the little loop for for soup cup but i i um there's nothing here. It's just a lid. I was thinking there was going to be like a little spout on it to where you can like, like, you know, drink coffee or soup or something like that. Uh, but anyway, so it's a screw off top, um, decent seal on it. Oh, and it's really kind of shallow too. It's probably the same size as it was the ones that when we was kids, but whatever. But the, but the thing that, that, that got my attention is so you've got um the transformers the movie call out on it on a on a sky blue background and on the front of it it is optimus prime doing what um i i call the pose where basically like it's he's he's on his final run against the decepticons he gets blows up into the air dramatically transforms from from truck mode into robot mode and you know he throws his shoulder back pushes his his arm out kicks his leg up and and um it, it's very dynamic and uh very iconic and it's um uh i i don't know if is it my favorite frame of the movie possibly i i i don't even know because i i'm still a sucker for it's over prime but uh with megatron with his with his face all jacked up but but the inclusion the one-two punch of having this be the image on the thermos and the the lunchbox itself that that was like an instant buy once uh once i saw it but um so for the first time we're actually going to go through this bag of what the heck is actually in here because i have not looked in this bag since basically like dude rung me up put the lunch bag in the bag and then tied it off and i was like oh okay so i get to my car undo it pull the lunch bag out and do a do a dumb selfie with it but anyway let's uh let's let's see what's in here um let's see so first of all we have um i'll read it first waltzing carpet juliet comic book preview may 2023 this uh um is black and white and has um i wonder if this is like a local thing i'm not exactly sure what this is but um but basically yeah so there, there's a little insert here with um some art and some text and some photos so th this looks like it's uh i mean again hyper local maybe it's maybe it's uh um the uh local federal way crowd or uh folks that are friends of the action city comics community maybe i should ask my buddy nick and and his uh his buddy the the hop heroes podcast uh, more about this because i i know that that's kind of their home base um but anyway so so there's that looks like it's a it's a local pack-in type of thing there's also a button in here which is a a uh, free comic book day button, which I'll try to push up against the uh, my camera to see if I can get a autofocus on it. And it doesn't look like that I am. Oh, it almost worked. 
Come on. Come on. Anyway, you, you get the point. It's a, it's a, um, it's a boy and a girl, both reading comic books, uh, with the books on them saying, uh, free comic book day, which is, um, pretty rad. I will add that to my button board. Um, we also have, this is pretty neat actually. So it's, it's a fat sack of, so it's a, it's a comic book bag with, it looks like, like a half a dozen books in here. So, um, here's the other thing too. So like with, with free comic book day, so basically the, the distributor diamond partners with publishers, both independent and large. So, you know, you get some Marvel, um, stuff, you get some DC stuff, dark horse image, whatever. Uh, but also you get some like hardcore indie stuff as well. And it all has like, you know, the, uh, the, the free comic book day, uh, branding on it. So it's, it's, it's a neat little thing that the industry kind of does to, um, you know, share, uh, the love of comic books, I suppose, you know, some of it is kind of meant to be kind of like a laws leader type of thing where it's like, Oh, Hey, free comic book day. But also while you're here, buy some stuff, which, which again, I, I like to do anyway. Um, but there's, uh, I think even when free comic book day first started, there were, there was always, um, more comics then would be appropriate for like one person to grab. So you can't necessarily say like one of each because there's like a dozen or more or whatever. So most, um, and, and it's to individual shops discretion, you know, as they, they can do, you know, limit three, limit five, whatever. Um, but anyway, so it's been interesting to kind of see how that, how that um, gets parsed out. But in this case, some, sometimes they let you choose. Sometimes they're bagged. And again, this is totally up to the individual proprietor, you know, kind of totally their discretion. What Action City chose to do was make pre-baggied um, items. So we're going to find out what's, uh, what is in here. So first starting with, um, it's a image book called The Sacrificers. And it's uh, written by uh, Rick Remender and a couple other um, creators that I'm not entirely uh, familiar with. Um, so there's that first one there, because I I can't I can't flip through all of these. I mean, I could, but it's it's also tricky for me to do the angle of like flipping through stuff. And um, book looks cool. It looks like a, a vague fantasy type thing. Next thing, oh smokes! See, I'm doing this wrong. Because like it, I'm looking down and pulling them out of the bag when I should just be doing it on camera here. Uh, next one is a Conan the Barbarian, followed by, oh, Dawn of DC, Night Terrors. I think I'm still doing this wrong because now, okay, so I'll, I'll do the reveals and then I'll flip back around. Uh, we have a Uncanny Adventures, and uh, finally. Uh, Spider-Man Venom. So in this particular bag, a lot of mainstream stuff. So, you know, Sacrificers is an image book. Um, so yeah, so you got, got a, uh, Spider-Man Venom. Um, see, and here's the other thing too. I've been out of comics for so long that like a lot of these creators, I don't know who they are. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so there's a, there's a Spidey book. Um, and not a whole lot for me to say about that. I'll just set that off to the side. We'll look at a 
Uncanny Avengers. Um, you know, I, I should be saying more about these individual books where it's just like, oh, hey, it's a comic. But but again, I I I have I have I I just I just I just have no basis for what any of this stuff is. But what I have, I, I think I lost the thread earlier. Um, free comic book day books especially with like the big two with Marvel and DC, they've used free comic book day to um, be a springboard to like event crossovers or like the first of like new books. And, and these are like legit books. Like, like um, some of these end up being collector's items that end up going for uh, premium collectible uh, prices. Uh, like, like the one I'm thinking of in particular is uh blackest night. The, the zombie green lantern, crossover um issue zero of blackest night was a free comic book day comic and if you didn't get it on free comic book day um you couldn't get it again until it was like reprinted in a trade paperback or something like that so that that issue was actually kind of um actually collectible and was actually sought after um i also remember when idw had the gi joe license um they put out the first issue of the Larry Hama written uh, GI Joe real American hero comic on free comic book day. So it's like the, uh, um, a couple others as well, but like, you know, I, I free comic book day books are legit and they count and they're, you know, um, and, and oftentimes they're, if not full size books, but then at least like several page previews and maybe some like, you know, behind the scenes stuff or whatever. So anyway, so we got a Donna DC night terrors, special edition. Um, and again, I don't even know why I'm bothered. Uh, oh, you got some Chris Mancello art. Hey, oh, that's cool. Um, Honestly, I don't know if I'm even going to read any of these, um, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's a neat thing. There's, there's a, there's a, a crossover checklist for the dawn of DC, whatever that is. Um, and then uh, the last book in here is uh, Conan the Barbarian and which is Titan comics. I, I don't know who has the license anymore because like, um, Dark Horse used to do Conan comics. I mean, Marvel did Conan comics way back in the day. Um, but then like Dark Horse had them. And then like, I think Marvel had rights to the, the Conan character. And he was like in the Avengers or some, some such like that. I don't remember, but anyway, so, so yeah, you know, a half decent, um, uh, amount of, uh, free comics on free comic book day, uh, from action city comics. And, um, so I had a, I had a good experience there. You know, the, the staff was very friendly. Um, they, uh, I, I asked them about the New York Ninja comic. I'm, I'm still looking for, they didn't have it. Hadn't heard of it. Um, uh, I, I was also on the hunt since they were, uh, doing a sale on trade paperbacks. I was like, Hey man, do you have any of those IDW, uh, transformers trades? Um, because like I, I have nothing from IDW two except for the, uh, comics my friends worked on and, um, and like some of transformers galaxies, but not all of it. Um, but anyway, so like I, I theoretically, if I wanted to jump on some IDW two stuff, picking up the trades might, might not be a bad idea. Anyway, um, so 
I, I, I actually, I had a, had a good experience there. Um, so I thought I was like, you know what? Let me get over, let me get over myself. Let me go back to the other comic shop and, uh, and see what I can find. And, um, this is kind of the, the story of my, uh, my comic shop in federal way. Um, when, my wife and I moved to Federal Way some, oh gosh, it'll be 20 years now. My God, oh, I'm old. Um, you know, back, at, back in uh, 2003, I think, we, uh, we moved to Federal Way and uh, the local comic shop was called Spy Comics and was run by a dude named Rick. Hit it off and very much a traditional comic shop. Um, you know, um, vast knowledge, good selection, but also a little seedy in a good way. I, I think, you know, kind of in the way what like a stereotypical comic shop would be like, I felt very much at home, but I also felt like I would not want to, uh, bring my wife there. That, that kind of thing. Cause you know, very stereotypical, like, you know, old back issue, uh, long boxes, you know, things like that. Um, but then um, he had an employee uh, named Paula who eventually uh, took over uh, the shop when Rick sold it uh, to her. And she uh, opened it as a new shop called uh, uh, Fantasium Comics and Games and did terrific things with it. Um, cleaned it up, redecorated it. Um, ended up uh, uh, purchasing the the space next door from like a business that had vacated, blew out the wall, expanded the so expanded the store, and and it was um you know it was great. In fact, I I've had Paula on the podcast before, um, two three years ago. Um, it was during COVID. Basically, like uh, Fantasium and Retro Emporium were doing a Marvel team up for for kind of like a you know covid safe um nerd party sale thing I, I don't remember the details of it but but anyway it's it's um it, it, it was a really uh cool shop and i i don't know paula super well you know again it was still kind of like the you know uh customer uh, uh store owner uh type uh type friendship you know it's like you know we would talk about stuff and 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 things like that but um last year i had heard that she was selling the shop to um some other folks folks i don't know um so so the shop changed hands again, and th this was years after I had moved away. So really, no tether or connection there. And I I had popped in there once. I don't remember how long ago, a couple months ago, and I just kind of walked around, and it didn't really feel any different. You know, it's not like you know things had been moved around or anything like that. You know, had it had a new name, um, and but outside of that, it was like. I, I was ironically enough looking for that New York Ninja comic. So it had to be sometime between November and now. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I, I come back and um, the, the crowd seems to have dissipated a little bit. So I, so I feel a little, a little better about things. And 
I roll up and first I see a, a tent outside with, with a fair amount of folks around. And I was like, I walk up to it and I'm just kind of, just kind of, just kind of like, you know, looking over, you know, just, just kind of getting a lay of the land. You know, it's a, it's a bunch of uh, long boxes and folks, you know, back issue shopping. Um, and you know, like there's sales on trades and, and things like that. But I, I saw the, the most ingenious way I've ever seen, um, selling uh, back issue comics before, like on a free comic book day, kind of deep discount type of thing. They were selling comics by the pound. So it was like, it was like two bucks a pound. So more or less what you do is you grab your stack of comics. There's and had a cartoonishly large scale, like a bathroom scale at the side of the register. You grab your comics, you put them on the scale. That's how much it weighs. And then, and then uh, price you out from there. Genius. I'd never seen that before. I, I personally didn't buy any comics by the pound because it was a little too busy for, for my taste. Instead, I go into the shop to collect my free comic book day books and see if there's anything um, there for me to buy. And I had mentioned to you that they had um, under, under uh, Paula's leadership had taken over the other side of the store and really expanded. I think that's like, you know, where, where they do like magic and, and uh, other tabletop gaming stuff. It's kind of like the gaming space, but I walk in there and it's almost kind of like a, a mini, a comic convention of sorts. Like the, there were a couple like um, um, local authors and folks um, with tables set up. Um, uh, so, so that was a really cool vibe. There were tables uh, set up with the free comic book day comics on them. Um, unbagged, unsupervised uh, limit five, take what you want. You know, so that kind of thing. So th there was a wide variety. So I went through and actually shopped through. I was like, ooh, this, this. And I got to five and I was like, well, I'll put that one back and take this. Again, ironically enough, not knowing what was in here from the, from the other place. I, I don't remember if I got doubles or not. What we'll find out in a sec when I, when I um, uh, bring out the stuff. But basically... Oh God, that's heavy. So anyway, so the, the, the shop is now called Midgard comics, games, and more. I couldn't remember the name off the top of my head. So I had to bring out the bag. And as you can see on the video, it's a pretty hefty sack. So I ended up cleaning up and buying probably what I would call too much kind of, kind of went a little, little overboard, but, but that's okay. Um, so the, uh, the first thing that I bought and I, I'm not sure what order this is. We'll just we'll just kind of go through it that way. But um, the first thing I bought was um, some books, some actual books, not comic books. Um, this is uh, the two books from a local author named uh, Robin Jeffrey, and uh, she she was really sweet. Like I I rolled up to her table, very very well decorated. You know, it's got got the books, um, a nice table spread with like you know all of uh, um, social medias and business cards and things like that. V very very nice setup, uh, very nice folks. And um, she asked me, she's like, "Well, hey, um, do you do you like science fiction? Yeah." do you like mysteries? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like those things a lot. And she's like, can I tell you about my books? And I'm like, please do. 
and um, she gestures to this uh, first book, um, EXE, which is a Cadence Turing uh, mystery. And basically, she said, like, this This is basically um, Agatha Christie meets Blade Runner. And I'm like, oh, well, that, that, sounds, that sounds very good and interesting to me. And then she's like, well, you know, if, if science fiction is really what you're looking for, um, my, my other book, um, it's a, a rat, R-A-T, a, a, a Cadence Turing mystery. I don't, I didn't ask her if these are sequels of each other or maybe if it's serialized, but basically this is more, um, oh snap. How, how did she explain it? Oh man, now now I can't remember. Um uh, but but whatever the hook was, it really got my attention, but basically it has to do with um androids rights and um you know what is and isn't sentient life and and that and those types of stories really appeal to me. So I was like, "You know what? I buy both." So I um I bought both books and um I mean, these really cool bookmarks. I think it's just the two books because, like the the bookmarks have both. Um, gave me a a uh, nice inscription on the inside. These books look really cool. Um, and so let's see. So, uh, Robin Jeffrey, uh, they are on uh, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, TikTok of all things, um, at the sidekick on Twitter, uh, at the sidekick underscore uh, IG uh, on Instagram, and at the sidekick underscore author um, out on the on the TikToks for those that uh, participate. So I I am gonna um, give her a like and a share and a follow, and yeah, let me make sure I got all that. Um, Oh, it looks looks like uh, she has a Patreon as well. So I grabbed a business card. I told her I was going to um, uh, um, give her some follows, give her some shares, and uh, maybe have her on the show. You know, I, I think I'll I'll give the um, the the book a, a little bit of a read through first, and it, time permitting, um, uh, see about having her on uh, Mike Seibert Radio to talk about her books because um, I. You know, being being friends with Michael Andrews as I'm doing uh, two mics too furious. I, I I hope he doesn't think I'm cheating on him with uh, with uh, with another uh, mystery author. But like as soon as uh, she said uh, uh, Agatha Christie meets Blade Runner, I was like, oh snap! I, I I might have to check this out. But you know, I I I appreciate a local author, a local creator. Um, you know kind of, you know, just putting themselves out there, getting a table and, you know, trying to, trying to huck books. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely uh, going to uh, support that. So anyway, so that wasn't all I got. Oh my God, this is so heavy. Um, So let's see. I, what do we want to do first? We want to do free comic book day books or yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll do that. So I, um, I did get a stack of free comic book day books. And actually, as I'm flipping through them, oh, thank goodness. These are all unique from the ones that I got from the other comic shop. So um, I have a DC Comics 
uh, uh, Clark and Lex, which looks like it is a young Clark Kent and young Lex Luthor having uh, um, high school adventures. Uh, there's also a uh, fan club Batman squad uh, featuring a preview of the graphic novel from New York Times bestseller Jim Benton. I don't know who that is, but that looks pretty cool. Um, so anyway, so there's that. I got myself a the best Archie comics ever, which I I had a weird Archie comics phase back in I don't know what was it 2015 when Mark Wade was writing writing Archie and it was like really freaking good for for like a hot minute. That was about the same time they were doing Afterlife with Archie as well. Anyway, so um caught my eye um you also have um marvel voices which looks like it's celebrating uh diversity and inclusion in marvel comics which um i will definitely check that out you got yourself a star trek book from idw um uh, featuring day of blood prelude so i'll let you know what that is and then another dc book um girl taking over a lois lane story um i like lois lane quite a lot and i don't know what this is but it looks like it's fun so i will uh um oh yeah see i like this the 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 art is um uh i don't know how to describe it not not cartoony that's that's not the way to put it but it, it looks very approachable i'm gonna check it out um so anyway so those are the free comic book day comics uh that i um i got from uh midgard but also as i said i wanted to buy some stuff so they didn't have any lunch boxes but what they did have was um oh th these are zero oh no these are not out of order never mind um so i i did find some comic books to uh buy first i got the brand new trade paperback of idw's uh star trek lower decks comics i didn't buy the individual uh comics because i don't buy individual comics but if you give me a trade paperback i give it a day in court um i like lower decks quite a lot i hear these comics are really good and um i'm i'm interested in giving it a go i think it's like four issues or something like that but um i i'm gonna take a flip through these because i hope that this trade has a, a cover gallery in there because there was um if you saw um if you follow me on on social media obviously you know i've got a, i've got a thing for uh captain pike from strange new worlds and there was a variant cover for one of the issues that was um uh, captain pike done in lower deck style and i'm really hoping that a print uh, or a image of that cover is in this trade uh because um you know if, if i find that comic in the wild i'll buy it um just uh just so i have it but but again since i don't read individual issues anymore i don't really um uh i i don't have as much access it it's interesting when you get out of comics all of your access goes away because like I used to scoff at folks and be like, Oh man, I missed that comic. It was so hard to find blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just asked my comic shop, uh, person to get it for me. No big deal. Um, let's see. So almost to the end here. Oh, it, it's gotta be in here. It is gotta be in here. Come on. So I'm flipping pages, not trying to, 
Oh, I'm going to be real disappointed if it's not. Oh, no, I'm really disappointed because it's not in here. Um, oh, well, well, now I just have to actually buy that um, that comic now. Um, but anyway, I, I'm really looking forward to checking this out, whether it has that variant cover in it or not. No big deal. Um, so anyway, so there's that. And then I... Uh, I I am probably going to do an entire episode on uh, Kevin Smith. Um, I don't want to really talk about like the Kevin Smith of of things right now here today, but um, he's uh, put some things out there that I really ha- want to dive into in terms of like his mental health and things that he's done to um, to address that. And there, there's a whole existential dread cast that I want to uncork and I want to play some of the audio, uh, but I don't want to get bogged down in doing any of that here. But um, recently, my fandom of Kevin Smith has been kind of, kind of hand wavy. It's like, you know, I, you know, I, I went to the clerks three, uh, convenience tour. I, I did a whole podcast episode, uh, about that experience. Um, I am going to rewatch clerks three again. At some point I have the 4k steel book box set thing. I have not watched the movie since, um, and I, I've been kind of reluctant to because like I was pretty positive on it and I have a lot of friends that were very not. So um, I, I, I know there's a lot of great conversations and discussions to be had there, but like um, also with that, Kevin Smith has been writing a bunch of comics um, and none of which I bought um, until I found myself at a comic shop and fortunately, because, uh, you know, they keep back issues and stuff, I got the whole run of uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Quick Stops uh, uh, miniseries uh, from Dark Horse Comics. So I got myself a Quick Stops number one, got myself a Quick Stops number two, a Quick Stops number three, and a Quick Stops number four. So I, I don't, I don't know if this is, uh, if it's only a four issue series or if there are more issues or whatever. Um, but I was like, they're, they're there. And, um, I think Midgard was doing uh 25% off, uh, comics. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I, I will buy them. So now I have a large stack of comics to read. I also on my way to the counter succumbed to an impulse item. Got myself a G.I. Joe Order of Battle. This is a, a mini series from uh, Marvel from the 80s. Uh, eight bucks, uh, 25% off issues one through four. I think this was kind of their their Transformers universe kind of handbook to the Marvel universe with, with the G.I. Joe folks. I've never had these comics before, and I thought, you know what? I, I'm kind of kind of in a G.I. Joe space now, so I thought this would be kind of fun. And um, they also, since I bought some stuff, threw in what he told me is a Ghost Rider poster. I don't know what this is, so I'm just I'm going to unfold this for you right here, and we're gonna we're gonna see what what this is, and then I have one last stack of comics for you, and then then I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of your hair. Whoa, this uh, okay. 
This is very thick. And okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I, okay, so since I have this articulated microphone arm, I can actually come out here and give a little more space and not sound like I'm being so off mic. So let's, let's unfold some of this poster together and see, see what, uh, see what we got going on here. Ironically enough, I'm watching it on uh, the camera and not on uh, what's unfolding here in front of me. This still looks very abstract. I don't know what it is. Oh, it looks like a looks like a ghost rider. Oh, I think I got it upside down. Oh, here we go. Oh hell yeah! Actually, this this is pretty rad. It's a uh, it's it says literally Danny Ketch Ghost Rider, and it is the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider from the '90s. So. This is a huge poster. It looks like it's, I don't know, 24 by 36 maybe now that I've got it all unfolded. Um, I'm going to turn it my way for just a sec just so that I can look at it. Oh, is is that is that a Tessera painting? No, can't be. Oh, but it, it sure looks like it. It looks like it's um, in very much the style uh, from uh, the 90s. But anyway, this this poster looks really cool. I don't think it's going to warrant a, a spot on my wall uh, because I'm not super into Ghost Rider, but this is a, this looks pretty rad. Um, um, so yeah, and actually, you know, now that I'm pulled way back from the camera, but still on mic, you can actually get a better look at my, uh, my from Chicago t-shirt. Uh, I, I really kind of, uh, messed with accidentally, uh, some of my friends and family on Facebook. Um, as you know, I am a fan of Captain Liam Shaw, RIP, uh, from, uh, from this season of Star Trek Picard portrayed by Todd Stashwick and his signature move is that he tells people, no, that's, that's, that's basically like his, his signature phrase. No. Um, but anyway, so, um, dude puts out a, um, t-shirt and he partnered with a artist. I don't, know the artist's name off the top of my head and I'm too far away from my laptop to actually uh tell you um look it up and and tell you but maybe I'll put it in the show notes but anyway so he put out a t-shirt of kind of like a, a it's Captain Shaw in kind of like a old newsprint color uh type of thing he's enjoying a a glass of his favorite uh, red wine, Malbec. He's a Malbec guy, uh, not so much a Bordeaux dude. Not really interested in Chateau Picard. Uh, but anyway, he's he's got a Delta Shield behind him and a rather large thought bubble in small type. Just says no. So I I love this shirt. I bought it the first day that um, uh, Todd Stashwick put it up for sale on his website, uh, Todd Stashwick's Nerd Circus. And um, just so you know, to avoid uh, fakes, when you get one from his website, there's a logo on the back. I'm going to turn around. You're actually my microphone comes off the the bar here, so so I could turn around. I we're going to see if this works. Oh, no, too many cables, too many cables <sighs> rotating in my chair. Um, let me see. Can you see that? I can't see, but maybe you can, but there's a, a little logo on the, on the back between the shoulders there of uh, Todd Stashwick's uh, nerd circus. And um, I have discovered 
that uh, bootleg T-shirts are ubiquitous on. Uh, I th- I think that's the the word of the day here. Ubiquitous. I've used that a half dozen times. Um, I, I swear I've got vocabulary, but, but apparently not today. Anyway, um, it's, uh, uh, bootleg t-shirts are a thing. Like all you have to say is, oh, Hey, there should be a t-shirt of this. And you will get a dozen, not even exaggerating a dozen replies from bot accounts with links to bootleg t-shirt size, uh, sites with that t-shirt design so apparently um once it was put out in the world that this this was a design that was that was out there apparently the bootleggers just started snapping it up so all the more reason to to make sure that you're buying authentic i i um i'm not going to talk about it here but uh james gunn the director of guardians of the galaxy volume three put out a social media post where he is wearing a t-shirt with characters names on it and um since i was i was very moved by that movie i was like oh man that is a t-shirt i need to get and i just posted it that way i'm like oh man that's a t-shirt i need and less than a minute later i mean it was it was it was scary how quick the bootleggers jumped on that. Bam, 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 bam. Um, I even put it out on my Twitter. I'm like, brother in Christ, you need to stop. Um, it, it's, it's scary how quick the bootleggers um, uh, snap on something. So anyway, if, if you're buying geeky t-shirts, just kind of, um, I, I guess my public service announcement for the day would be know who you're buying them from. Anyway, PSA over. Uh, the last thing I bought was a stack of comics. There was a, there was a dude and I feel so bad because I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you know this or not, but like, you know, I could talk to you on a live stream. I could talk to you on a podcast. I could, I could talk to you even like up on a stage or whatever. None of that makes me nervous, but one-on-one I do get a little nervous sometimes and and sometimes i'm a little socially awkward but um there there was a guy there at midgard comics um who was basically selling back issues also i don't i don't know what the what the deal was there um i didn't ask but um obviously him selling comics there was also was sanctioned by the store so whatever um but anyway the, the this dude had um, long boxes with, with like all kinds of like, I, I would say eclectic stuff, some new stuff, some older stuff and, and uh, a bunch of stuff in between. And he's like, you know, what? I'm just, I'm just looking to, uh, get through some of my collection, um, grab a bunch of stuff and we'll make a deal afterwards. I was like, cool. So I go, th- I go through, go through these long boxes and as I'm doing that, He's, uh, cause I, I reacted to a couple things that I picked up and he's telling me that, you know, cause like I, I'm at these types of things where it's like independent people, like, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a garage sale farmer's market or whatever vibe you want to call it, but basically where it's people just doing their thing. Um, I, I'm very friendly with them. Oh, Hey, how's the show going for you? I'll do that at conventions too. It's like, Oh, Hey, 
actually, I do this at big conventions. I'll, I'll roll up to like, you know, like Livio Ramadelli. I'll be like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? Are you having a good show so far? You know, how's it going for you? That kind of thing. I'm just that that's just kind of like the weirdo that I am when I, when I interact with folks uh, selling stuff at a table. Um, but anyway, I, um, I asked him how things were going and he said, pretty good. It's been a, it's been a pretty decent crowd, but he told me the thing that he likes and was having fun with is seeing people's reactions to coming across stuff that he had in his box. Sometimes he, there, there was stuff that surprised him. There was stuff that, uh, there's actually one surprise in my stack that he didn't know that he had in there. Um, but, um, but anyway, so so it it was it was good fun. And he said he he enjoyed seeing people's reactions and kind of having that interactivity and talking about uh, the comics. So basically, so like without further ado, I'm just I'm just going to go through this. I don't know what order these are in anymore because basically he um, resorted them like based on price point or something like that, so that he could do the math better. But like I I mean again I just found all i'm gonna move this to the end here um so yeah so anyway so i and not really paying attention to like price points on stuff i'm just grabbing stuff and and just kind of like enjoying the nostalgia and the more that i grabbed the more i found myself kind of getting into it um you know just for fun just um just go cheap bin diving and just and just just go through and see what you find and just like buy a bunch of stuff it's like it's something i hadn't really done in a long time and and it was a really fun experience but anyway so so i i find um i find all kinds of weird stuff including a uh transformers versus the gi joe versus the transformers i had this when i was a kid i've never read these comics since um i don't have any of these comics so this is now my gi joe versus the i'm sorry gi joe and the transformers uh number one um i also grabbed a uh batman 497 that is the um, one where Bane breaks Batman's back. This is a second print. I have a first print that's autographed by author Denny O'Neill. I do not have a second print, and I'm just I'm just doing nostalgia bomb. I was like, oh, I don't have that. Grab that. Um, found myself a Punisher War Zone number one. Um, you can't see it because it's inside a uh, bagged and boarded uh, thing, but this has screw it i'm just going to open this for you because like a theme that we're going to find is i i have like a lot of 90s things and um gimmick covers are are definitely a thing of the 90s so you got this guy and it's a it's a uh, john romita jr uh rendition of frank castle the punisher it is a wraparound cover in that like it's got the front and the back and it's just got um uh frank castle just just spewing a bunch of bullets from a from a uzi but then on the other side you got it it's it is a cardboard die cut cover in that you know you open it up and there's and there's a little die cut there for the the uh punisher skull this was a really fun series um i had all these comics and then i got rid of all of them when uh when i moved i always missed 
having this particular comic and now I have it again. Kind of like how when you listen to Triple Takeover and you hear um, uh, 6-0 or Maz or Liam talk about toys that they had and then got rid of and then owned it several times. I'm kind of that way with comics. Like, you know, I had Punisher Warzone um, and then got rid of it and now I have it again. So uh, back to G.I. Joe land. I uh, got myself a G.I. Joe number 26, which is the origin of Snake Eyes. The um, at last, the strangest secret of all. And it has the uh, origin story for Snake Eyes. Now we're getting into some like weird nostalgia. Um, actually, I'm doing this wrong, I think. So I'm going to put this face down because I, I see what's coming. So I'm like, I'm like, speaking of this, I'm like trying to segue. Um, the next comic I got, speaking of uh, 90s, though, uh, you got yourself an X-Men Alpha number one, um, a new world, a new beginning. I told you I was into comics real big when I was um, when I was in high school in the mid 90s. And this was like, you know, this is like the beginning of the age of apocalypse. And it's like this, this wraparound chromium cover, very shiny, bling, 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 bling. And, um, this was another comic that I, um, don't have anymore. And it was one of those things where I'm going through the bin. I was like, Ooh, he's like, what do you got? And I was like, X-Men alpha. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I go, no, I don't need it. I ended up grabbing it uh what else do we got we got oh uh what if iron man lost the armor wars i have not read this um but it's got my uh my dude uh silver centurion iron man on the cover um so in, at a time where i'm just impulse grabbing stuff i was like "Ooh, this looks good what is next oh man here we go so th this this is the book that kicked off. I don't buy this whole stack unless I come across this cable. Number one, let me tell you a little bit about, about cable number one here. So, um, the X-Men character cable, uh, with, with his, his giant guns and light up eye and all of that, you could see on this cover, it's got like, you know, the gold foil and, and very gimmicky, very nineties. I don't know why, but for a stretch of a couple years, Cable was my guy. Like, like Cable was my favorite comics character. And I just thought he was so cool because, you know, he he's he's all like um guns and pouches and belts and you know, his whole like grizzled old man aesthetic. And in this particular comic, like this, this is like, you know, like if we were doing like iconic comic covers on twitter.com i would have to put this one out there because i just remember when this came out i was so very excited for it because i was like oh man cable's getting his own uh comic series that's so cool and the big reveal on this cover is uh is cable's got a goatee so like this dude's just you know with, with his his old salt and pepper aesthetic with the scar on one eye and the and the bionic light up eye on the other and now he's got like a bitching goatee um it, oh he's got the robot arm and yeah so no i mean i had a huge cable phase that this was another comic and a whole run i had like the whole series 
uh, for for cable. And I, I think I gave them all to Ethan HD um, over at Destiny City Comics uh, before uh, before we moved. Uh, but anyway, like so not looking to start a cable collection again, but I'm glad I, I have cable number one back in my collection because I love this cover. And I bet you if I read this, it's not going to hold up, but I kind of don't care because the, this this cover is, is like nostalgia is is transportative. It takes me back to that feeling of being 15 and just being like, oh, it's so cool. It's got a goatee now. Wow. Um, but anyway, so like had I not seen that comic in in the long boxes i wouldn't have bought any of these um so anyway um but then um what else do we got here oh um this is the punisher movie special which is basically an adaptation comic book adaptation of the dolph lundgren punisher movies you kids got it easy in my day we had the dolph lundgren punisher movie and the the uh captain america movie with the rubber ears and those were our comic book movies and we were happy with it well we weren't happy with it but anyway this was the book when i pulled it out i'm i'm i i pull it out and i exclaim out loud i'm like i'm buying this and he's like what do you got and he's like whoa i didn't even know that was in the box and i could tell that there was like a little bit of buyer's remorse or seller's remorse seller's remorse on his side where he's like oh I didn't know that that was in there, but well, it's, it's in there now. So I guess I'm selling it. So it looked like he, I don't know if he meant to put this in the box to sell, but it's mine now. Um, and I, I've never had this book and I'm really excited because basically the cover is essentially Dolph Lundgren wearing, um, a punisher t-shirt which he did not do in the movie um so i am really interested to see how they contextualize that um story as as the punisher um a couple more here oh this one uh this is a bat girls number one um low-key i i am i am a huge fan of batgirl she she's one of my favorite comic characters and one of my favorite concepts this is a series that that came out i i don't know when but it it features two different Batgirls that aren't Barbara Gordon. So it's, it's um, uh, Stephanie Brown, formerly spoiler, formerly Robin, formerly dead, formerly alive, formerly Batgirl, currently Batgirl again. And uh, Cassandra Kane, um, who became a uh, Batgirl during the no man's land uh, storyline. Her gimmick is she's kind of like snake eyes. She doesn't talk and, you know, uh, childhood trauma being raised by master assassins. And anyway, two really cool characters that that i don't think have interacted enough both with the mantle of batgirl so you get me a batgirls team-up series if i was into comics i'd have been all over this but finding the issue in a a bin in a stack where i'm already buying other issues sure i'll give it a day in court you know and if i like this issue who knows i might see if it's collected in trade somewhere but but i i remember at the time 
Because I think I follow some of the creators on Twitter um, and like looking at covers being like, oh, that looks really cool. That looks like something I'm really interested in. But shucks, I'm not in- into comics anymore. So uh, but anyway, that that's why I picked that one up. And what's the last thing I got? Oh, um, Starfire number one. Um, I, I am a sucker for uh, comics by uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and um, Amanda Connor. Um, and her art style is delightfully cheesecakey. And I always heard good things about this series. Never gave it a day in court because I think it came out after I was um, out of comics. So again, at a time where I'm just grabbing books, I was like, ah, well, I'll give it a shot. Now, lastly, um, the, the thing that the guy told me, he's like, well, if um, if you when you buy comics with me, it doesn't matter how many, regardless of what you buy, if you buy comics from me, I will give you another free comic out of out of my free comic book day box, which included at a glance um, old free comic book day stuff. I wonder if he had a blackest night in there, but I didn't really go diving for it. He it was a box he kind of kept behind his counter to himself and he uh um he's like okay well so you get another comic and i was like did i see an nfl super pro in there and he's like yes i was like can i have that and he's like yes so i am now the proud owner of nfl super pro number one guest starring spider-man um he went from sacking quarterbacks to tackling crime. Uh, Marvel's newest superhero sensation. Collector's item first issue, NFL Super Pro. Um, a comic I never had. It's, you know, it's it, it's it's a meme, I guess. But um, but I saw that and I at a time where I'm just buying a bunch of or grabbing a bunch of random comics. I was kind of glad I I grabbed this one. This was kind of fun. And that's it. That's um that that is free comic book day 2023 um for me I'm getting some text messages um uh let me see uh, oh Charlie Harger this whole thread is is great oh um done with lunch heading home okay so uh, my wife is on her way home, so that means that that my my time is probably almost up here for this uh, Saturday afternoon uh, hang and uh, live stream. But before I get out of here, I want I want to um, give uh, give some updates on some uh, various things. Um, um, this coming weeks worth of two mics too furious uh will be delayed we're going to have some production delays i don't have full updates because i haven't quite figured out the schedule basically um uh michael andrews is a little under the weather we were going to record on sunday tomorrow and he's unable to so we're um we're going to reschedule for whenever he's feeling better normally we put our episodes out every two weeks on thursday and sometimes friday uh but we will miss this week's um uh, release i don't know when it's going to be so i i will keep you informed on both the mike cybert radio uh socials as well as uh two mics too furious but um i i don't want to put him in a position where like he's doing a show sick and he doesn't, you know, we, we want to be at the top of our game because th- this is a special project that we both um, uh, feel very good about. So we don't want to necessarily do it with compromise. I would rather wait than, than, 
then rush it. So um, I'll keep you informed on that. And uh, here in the Mike Seibert radio feed, um, I am going to do a review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I went to go see an advanced screening on last Wednesday. The movie's out now. Um, but I I was so deeply affected by it that I I really want to talk about it. Um, I think I was... Well, originally, I was going to do that instead of this. Um, so now I need to kind of like recontextualize my schedule and kind of figure out how, um, how I want to, um, how I want to do it. So, um, stay tuned for that. And then, um, I I'm, I'm going to say it here so that I hope that that kind of handcuffs me into actually committing to do it. But I, I am going to do an episode of the existential dread cast um, where I I'm going to talk about the Kevin Smith stuff and how it affects me and get kind of maybe a little too personal and tell you about some of some of the struggles I've been going through. Cause I, I have been having some really difficult times lately and it it's, it is staggering to me how weirdly parallel the weird parallels between the stuff that Kevin Smith has been sharing and some of the stuff that I've been going through and feeling it's, I mean, to the point where there, there are some of the things that he says in this video he did with, uh, uh, with people magazine to where I'm like, Hey, you stole my thing. I was going to do that first, you know, that, that kind of thing, which, which is nonsense. But, but anyway, so I, again, I'm just manifesting that saying that, that, that is something I'm going to do. I don't have a timetable for it because it, it's also something that I kind of, I kind of need to be in the right headspace for. So, um, but anyway, so that, that is going to, um, uh, do it for this episode of the Mike Cyber Radio podcast live stream. And if you would like to check out uh, my podcast, Mike Cyber Radio, make sure and um, subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And um, I, I can tell that I don't have my um, my notes in front of me, so I'm just I'm just kind of rambling. But anyway, you know, find me on all the social medias um, at Mike Cyber Radio. Um, and be sure and check out my other show, uh, that I do with Michael Anders, two mics, two furious, where we are watching transformers animated from two different points of view. He is a serial rewatcher. I have never watched TFA before and, um, folks seem to like it and, and we like doing it. So, um, don't, uh, don't miss that. Um, I also want to uh, remind you that I am part of Sidefest Northwest, the unofficial Transformers convention here in the Pacific Northwest that is happening July 8th um, at the Kent Commons Community Center in Kent, Washington. Um, and uh, um, that that's going to be a great time. You know, come up if you can. Um, but that that's uh, that, that's that's some good times as well. But um, but yeah, so that's going to wrap it up uh, for me here. Um, but um, but until next time, um, take care of each other, take care of yourselves and make good choices. Mike Seibert Radio is recorded in Seattle, Washington. Our original theme song is written and performed by Lucia Fasano. Get her music on all streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music and check out her Instagram at 
Lucia underscore Fasano. Our closing theme is a nice place to visit by these young fools. Use with permission from Michael Geisler. Check out Michael's website, bytormusic.com. Special thanks to Andy Lita for our logos and graphic design. He is at GoGoAndyRobo on Twitter. Become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group. And you can follow me out on social media at Mike Cybert Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And check out my YouTube channel for even more videos and subscribe so you never miss the show. Want to be a guest on the show? Send me an email, MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. <laughs>